Hello everybody, welcome back to a special edition of That Hashem Ryan Show. Today we marvel at the fantastic discoveries that were found in Saqqara, Giza, in the dunes of Egypt, late last year. Today I am privileged to be joined with one of the most prominent Egyptologists on social media. Please everybody welcome with me, Dr. Colleen Darnell. It is almost impossible to teach about ancient Egypt if you do not get style, because the ancient Egyptians had an abundance of style. And Dr. Colleen Darnell is special because she is also a vintage fashion aficionada, as she claims on her Instagram that has over 170,000 followers. You can go follow her at vintage underscore Egyptologist to see all her amazing posts. We'll dive deeper later on in this episode of her amazing Instagram account, but for now, Colleen, what are the main elements you try to include in your posts? Interesting and really high quality information about ancient Egypt, and then also have fun fashion and vintage images for people to look at. Very uh, Gatsby-esque, if I may say so myself. Thank you. Thank you. And it's always great to meet people all around the world, including Egypt, who love vintage. I think uh, Egyptians are kind of forced into loving vintage because there's not a lot of new stuff. So it's (laughs) it's all they have right now. But it really is beautiful. How many times did you visit Egypt? I have been to Egypt Dozens and dozens of times. I actually, I lost track with exact numbers because I've gone at least twice a year for about 15 years. Wow, that's that's more than me. So normally I spend about two two to three months a year in, in Egypt doing archaeological work. And then in the past few years, these really incredible trips on the steamship Sudan and staying at some of the historic hotels, as well as getting to work with really incredible photographers and videographers in Egypt. I remember that uh, the findings in Saqqara themselves, they're not really new. They started back in 2016 or 15, the first findings, but people were kind of uh, hush-hush about it. They weren't as public about it as it is now. Did you know about the findings back in 2015? I assume because you traveled many times to Egypt. So I have just been following the news with the Saqqara expeditions and with publication schedules, as well as the really exciting documentary that came out on Netflix about the Old Kingdom tomb unbelievably spectacular discovery in Saqqara. I know often when information is released often has to do with getting ready for a publication or a news announcement or something like a documentary. How did you react to it when they found the first uh, little findings that led to the big findings of of a huge family burial? I, I forgot the guy's name who died. Uh, it's a huge burial and there's some conspiracies and Israel, how did you react to the first like major findings? The the Old Kingdom tomb of Wahti, Wahti. was 
unreal. The colors and the amount of engaged statuary. So that's really uncommon in an Old Kingdom tomb. And the vibrancy of the colors was remarkable. So when I when I first heard about that one, I was just overwhelmed with how significant that was as a discovery of a totally new Old Kingdom tomb with the colors, with the statuary. And so between those discoveries and then the really amazing coffin after coffin after coffin from the late period and Ptolemaic period that's been announced culminating in a hundred coffins that they've recently put on display in in Saqqara. And I love how they've arranged it so that you can see this discovery with the backdrop of the step pyramid. Yeah, of the step pyramid, that's actually, I think the oldest pyramid that was uh, made by, by humanity. Absolutely. The yeah. step pyramid for King Djoser, designed by an architect and general sage. He was later known as a doctor. His name was Imhotep. We think that he was the architect for the step pyramid complex. And yes, between his vision and Djoser's tomb, that was the first pyramid ever constructed in Egypt. So the tallest stone structure anywhere in the world until the ancient Egyptians decided to build bigger ones. And then those became the tallest structure. (laughs) (laughs) Until they wanted to beat themselves. Exactly. An ego-fulfilling group, the Egyptians. But other than the colors, did anything else stand out that made this discovery unique uh, rather than other discoveries that they made? I think the artistic achievement to me was what was most striking because in there are Old Kingdom tomb chapels where we have colors preserved, but this was among the masterpieces of Old Kingdom art. So in combination of the painted relief decoration, as well as the engaged statuary, just the range of images of the deceased was really remarkable. And I I so look forward to the publication of the tomb and seeing how the texts, the hieroglyphic texts, and the images all interrelate. And what we can say about Wahti and how he conceived of of his final resting place, of his tomb, and how the number of images of him within the tomb chapel served a particular function. I, I think that's going to be interesting because normally you only have one or two images of the deceased. There are Mastaba tombs at Giza where uh, there's even a, a really great example from the tomb of a princess where there are multiple statues, but Wahti takes it to the next level. And just to have a whole new tomb to add to our knowledge, I think it's just great. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because I saw the, 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 the documentary, it's Egyptian archaeologists, which I'm... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm rightfully a little bit proud of that they're discovering their ancestors' stories and they're trying to in- interpret it and put it in context with the past. That's what I particularly liked about the, 
the documentary and, and the storytelling of it. Uh, while watching the documentary, did you notice uh, anything that kind of uh, stood out to you or that made you really something that you maybe have been studying on your own uh, until the discoveries have been there? Boy, um, I can't think of anything offhand. I watched it when it first came out. For me, what was the best about the documentary is exactly what you just said, that they tell the story of the Egyptian archaeologists who made this amazing discovery. And I really love how they introduced each of the people that were working and told a little bit about their story and how long they had known each other. And I just, I really liked that aspect of it, that it wasn't just about antiquity. It was about the people in Egypt today that are bringing the past to life and finding so many new and and fascinating aspects. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure that when you travel to Egypt and you engage with the people that live near the archaeological sites and their family has been into archaeology through many generations, you started kind of to notice some discrepancies or that sometimes they don't really care as much as maybe Europeans or foreigners care about Egyptology and the study of archaeology. So do you think that the new discoveries are kind of helping this resurgence or renaissance into the love of finding things uh, of antiquities and of our ancestry? I mean, when, as long as I have been working in Egypt, because we work so closely with scholars from the Ministry of Antiquities that we're always working and surrounded with people who absolutely love ancient Egypt and want to study everything about Egyptian heritage. And the people that we work with in Luxor, in, you know, further south, I feel like have a really deep appreciation of the monuments. And I have been really happy to see the increase in local museums, even looking at what's happened with the the Luxor Museum, which has been there for a very long time, but how they present not just the history of Egypt, but the contribution that Luxor specifically made. Or the Aswan Museum, where you see how Egypt and Nubia intersect and even on the island of Elephantine, there's a new museum talking about what is significant right there. And that's one of the things I love with the growth of these local museums. And this has been going on for a very long time mm-hmm. in Egypt is it's not even just an appreciation of ancient Egypt as a whole, but people having a great pride and appreciation in their local antiquities. And in 2017, when my husband, John Darnell, director of the El Cobb Desert Survey Project, when we found the oldest monumental hieroglyphic inscription at this small town uh, north of El Cobb, so a little north, about 40 minutes north of Edfu, mm-hmm. at a site called El Kawi, it made world news. It was tremendously important from roughly 3250, 3250 BCE. And the other hieroglyphs that were known from that time period were only a couple of centimeters high. And these were 50 centimeters high. And 
it was great to be able to publish those results and then bring the news reports. And obviously, you know, this had been, it was announced in the Egyptian media first, as, as it always is. And then seeing the pride of knowing that that region made news everywhere. So the people who live in the village of El Khawi, you know, they can point to that inscription and say, we have the oldest monumental hieroglyphic inscription. And I think that is, that's really rewarding and so much fun. And I feel like the documentary about the Saqqara tomb brought out that excitement and brought out how vibrant the archaeological community is in Egypt, not just foreigners working in Egypt, but Egyptians really leading the way in making incredibly significant discoveries. Definitely, definitely. And, and that's, I think, is, is one of the biggest selling points of the, the documentary, that it's not just, as you said, the antiquities and the art and the, and the culture, but is that the people themselves, their ancestors, they're looking back and they're trying to keep this alive, what you're doing and what others in the field are doing. It would be interesting to get your perspective on Egyptians working as Egyptologists because it's not really the preferred job or placement for most Egyptians. Oh, okay. Yeah. I totally understand what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, that that's a really, really good question. And I think everywhere in the world, particularly now with the pandemic and universities having so many financial problems that archaeology overall and Egyptology as a very specific field is going to be impacted by this because archaeology is about traveling to places and completing the research and publishing results and I think even in Europe and North America, there is a assumption that archaeology and especially Egyptology might not be a lucrative career, just like what you were talking about in Egypt, that parents might want their children to become doctors. And the same thing is true in, in the United States. But I think there are enough people committed to learning about ancient Egypt, bringing new discoveries to light, both in Egypt and elsewhere, that I think the field will continue very strong because there's always been this pull. There's always been this fascination with ancient Egypt, and that's not going to go away. And I think it's great that even in the midst of these problems in 2020, that Egyptian archaeologists are keeping the work going and keeping Egypt in the news in this awesome way so that when tourism is able to pick back up, people are going to want to go to Cairo to see those hundred new coffins that were only found this year beyond obviously the amazing Giza pyramids and all the temples and tombs mm. of, of upper Egypt. So I think it's great news for Egypt all around. It has been fantastic hearing you so far, Dr. Colleen and getting this amazing pieces of information from you. Thank you everybody for listening so far and we will tune in next week to hear the second part of our amazing conversation with Dr. Colleen. 
please check out her Instagram. And this has been Hashem Ryan, and we'll see you next time. Stay snazzy.